Skippy diddly dee diddly dee The Review Podcast Give me the power I beg yeah. of you <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Review Podcast, my name is Anthony And I'm Bree And this is a podcast in which we review movies And then we review those movies Yes we do, we pick a movie that one of us has seen at least one time And watch it and talk about it and boy, we're really loving the uh, voodoo chant from Child's Play. Oh God, it's, we're beating it over the head right now. Give we've been saying, we've literally you. been saying the chant like, for the past week. In the grocery store, yep. in the car, <laughs> on a walk with It'll the dog. It'll just be random and one of us will just go, Awe-do-e-dum-bala. <laughs> uh, we were watching uh, an Iron Chef. <laughs> and the secret ingredient was bananas, and I went, Awe, do a dumb banana. <laughs> We're having fun. We're having it, fun. It's been wild. It's been wild. Um, hi, Brie. How are you? I'm doing okay. Yeah? Why just okay? Uh, we got a lot of wedding stuff to do coming up this weekend, and the weekend's following. We're like 40 days ish away. So we're in crunch mode. Crunch, 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 crunch. crunch. Chomp mode. <laughs> I have to get in contact with the florist, and we just uh, got in contact with our DJ, which is nice. We got our song, which he apologized because we never got the invitation to the app. Oh, are we supposed to get that? And we're supposed to get that like when we first hired him, but it's automated and it just didn't go through. And then he asked me, "Did you just get it?" And I said, "No." And he's like, "Mm, "Weird. I'll manually send it to you." I was like, "Yeah, dude, it's not working." That's weird. Um, but yeah, the app is kind of cool. We get the, It has like a timeline of events for the wedding and we get to add the songs that we want. He's also posted like questions on there for us to answer. Like for the um, like for the first dance, do we want it to be the full song or do we want it to fade out? I don't, like know that. For, I don't know about you. I did fade out for our first dance, but my dance with my dad, I want the whole song. Oh, um, my dance with my mom, I said fade out. Uh, We will be dancing to Phil Collins, You'll Be In My Heart from Tarzan. And that's like a five-minute song. Well, my favorite part of the song is like the last lyric of the song. Uh Uh-huh. Me and my dad are going to dance to Humble and Kind. Um, I think it's Tim McGraw. And the last like lyric is, help the next one in line. Always stay humble and kind. And my sister's getting married next. Why do you like that line so much? Because it's about like, you're the first one and like you need to stay humble and kind so that you can help the next person in fa- in the family, you know, like your younger sister. Oh. I, I'm getting emotional like talking yeah, you're about, like about to I like love that song so much. Like, have you ever listened to it? Yes, it's been on the radio like a bajillion it's times. It's like a, such a good song. <clears throat> and my mom was like, oh, that's a really good choice to dance with your dad. I was like, if you don't know, my dad's disabled. Like, he uses a cane and he has leg braces. And he's been practicing like every day walking without his cane. Oh, because he wants to. Because he wants to dance. Oh, and he wants nice. to walk me down the aisle without having his cane. That's nice. So he's been working really hard. And so he deserves that full song. He deserves it. And it's not a long song either. He's going to be able to do the full song, right? Yeah. Okay. It's only like two and a half, three minute song. <clears throat> cool. My my mom and I 
will be dancing to Phil Collins, You'll Be In My Heart. Even though his mom had asked if she could do like a dance mashup with him. No, and I said no. She wanted to do a whole choreographed dance with Anthony. It's not happening. <laughs> I don't I don't dance. <laughs> Cats don't dance. Neither does Anthony. I wanted to do a choreographed dance with Anthony, but No, you wanted to do like the peacemaker dance it with the bridal been party. Fun. It but nobody been... would have gotten it. What do you mean no one would have gotten it? No, I don't not a lot of the wedding the, is the for wedding me. has seen the show. The wedding is for me, my guy. The wedding is for me. Watch me ask for that peacemaker song, and I'm just gonna do it on the middle of the. Go dance ahead. <laughs> <laughs> you you do you you go, Glen Coco. <laughs> it's my wedding. I just want, and I have been my. I so I I talk to my therapist like almost weekly, and I was talking to my therapist last week, and she's like, "Well, you're like the opposite of a bridezilla," because I was telling her, "Yeah, like I really don't care what people wear." Like, one of my bridesmaids is pregnant, and her dress, like, probably isn't going to fit by the time our wedding What's she going to wear? She uh, she got, she took it back to David's bridal, and they're able to, like, let out the sides, so she'll be fine. But originally, I was like, it's fine. Here are some Amazon dresses that you could buy that's, like, $50, and they're, like, maternity dresses, if, it, if you need it. Yeah. You know, I'm not, I don't care. And then the same one's like, I'm thinking about cutting my hair and dyeing it. She's like... Like, is this that matter? I'm like, no, do no. it do it with your hair what you want. I like as long as I'm married to Anthony at the end of the day, I don't care. Yeah. Just don't wear white, we'll be fine. Mm-hmm. No, we're getting close. I was just telling Bree today, you know, as we've um as we've kind of been uh, having these wrap up conversations with the DJ, we're getting the florist paid off, we're um like we got everything wrapped up with the officiant. Uh, it seems like it's all coming together finally. Speaking of florists, that's what I should have been. A florist? Well, you know how much this lady's making from our wedding? Oh, dude, speaking like, of don't, $1, farming. Like $1,500 for like some flowers. Speaking of farming, I got to tell you about this conversation I had with my um with my freshman today. Speaking so, of farming, I wasn't speaking of farming. We were talking about, well, flowers, I guess. Um, we were talking about the agricultural revolution and like why it's important that people started farming. And Because they like corn. I said... It's come. We've had this conversation before. One of the teachers at the school does this project um, called, like, the it's the bunker uh, assignment where he tells the kids you have to create a character that if there's a nuclear explosion and <clears throat> the class can choose five people to be in a bunker, like, create a character that you know will be, like, will get into the bunker. And that's part of the grade is, like, you have to get into the bunker. So, like, kids make these wild carry like one kid was a baby it's all anonymous too nobody knows who's who but one kid was a baby because their uh uh way of justifying it was you ain't gonna leave a baby outside and um it, it's stuff like that but then like some kids try to get really intricate and i always told my students if i was doing that project i would pick a botanist i would pick somebody who knows about plants because as I was telling my freshman students today, I was like, y'all ever see The Martian with Matt Damon? And they're like, no. I was like, well, Against my will. Who made me watch that movie? Not me. I went to go see it with my mom. Who did I see that movie? I didn't watch it with you. So. Dang. I'm, okay. Side side quest for a Ta hair. Tab opened. Tab opened. 
So I, sometimes I swear that I watched a movie with Anthony, but <laughs> don't me, don't <laughs> let me, me finish. Don't get me started. <laughs> but I watched it with some other boy in college. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember that I know exactly what MF or made me watch Interstellar. And that will never be forgiven. Uh, it's not me. No, I think I have an idea of who it might be, and I don't want to say their name. I'm, I'm telling you, I watched that movie against my will, because he, he's like, "You want to come watch a movie?" And I said, "Sure, I like movies. I think we're gonna watch an interesting movie." Then he puts on Interstellar, and I'm like, "This is a long it's so movie." Long. And we're, I'm sitting there like halfway through, and I'm like, "It's, it's dinner time." <laughs> and i'm like i have to sit here and watch this movie and then i'm like this did you is... try to make any moves during no we were like just we were just cellar? watching the movie <laughs> and i'm like oh my god this has to... i was i went back to my dorm after and i turned to my did friend did you like it and i said that has to be the worst no i didn't like interstellar <sighs> i said that has to be the worst date i've ever been on that guy tried to hit me up again i was like nah so Nah. I have a love-hate relationship with Christopher Nolan. He's not my favorite director. He's like one of those that like I try very hard to vibe with, but sometimes we just don't click. And Interstellar is one of those movies where I try very hard, but we just don't click sometimes. Like the editing is a little shoddy for me in Interstellar. But um I guess like And I never saw Dunkirk. I refused to see Dunkirk because I was very anti-Christopher Nolan at the time. And I have not seen Tenant, and I don't know if I will because from what I heard about that movie, from what my friends said, it seemed like Christopher Nolan didn't know what Tenant was about. I just, I have to say, there have been a handful mm. of people who have tried to get me, maybe I watched The Martian with my mom. It wasn't with me. It must have been either my mom or my mom and my dad. Because my dad's always trying to get me to watch those kind of There's movies. There's times when you tell me you watch movies that you've seen movies when you haven't seen movies because you don't want to watch them. No, I, okay. Now I remember I did watch the Martian with my parents. Okay. Because I remember potatoes. Yes. All this man did was farm poop potatoes. Yeah. And it worked. His, and that's why he gets to be in the bunker. His poopy potatoes, poop, poop, poopy potatoes, poop, poop, poopy potato, poop, 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 poopy potatoes. Uh, realistically, a botanist would be, like the only person that would be able i mean based on the martian which is true story no not true story it's based off a book <laughs> true story what yes <laughs> they left a guy on mars <laughs> no no they left a robo on mars r.i.p mars rover one when was this you didn't know that that they did they intentionally leave the rover on Mars? Yeah. Oh, okay. Mars rover. It stays there. <laughs> it's literally in his name. Mars rover. <laughs> he, he, he crash. He crash? He, he crash and die. But I love you. <laughs> but Pa, I love him. <laughs> okay, Come go here, back Christianator. To your, close that tab. Go back to your original tab. I was talking about botanists. And... If I was in the bunker, I would choose the botanist because I know that the botanist would be able to not only survive, but would make food for me to survive. Somebody else said doctor or surgeon. Good. But you don't have the supplies. So what use are you? <laughs> I would be, I would be, if I had a thing, I'd be an engineer. What would you engineer? 
everything. Everything. Oh, everything. everything. I'd be like that one guy from. <laughs> You're in a bunker. My, I'm a Minecraft guy. Steve? <laughs> I'm Minecraft, okay? <laughs> so my, my, I can create things. <laughs> what? This has got to be real. For, I, I have three steel. I make. <laughs> I no, make, you're not allowed to I do make that. pan. <laughs> I have three points. I make say, I make corn. You can't say if there was a nuclear explosion, I would just be Minecraft. <laughs> you can't say that. You didn't tell me the outline of the project. It's got to be based in reality. I'd be a teacher. That's what I am already. Useless in a bunker. What do you mean useless? Absolutely useless in a bunker. I'm a teacher. So we're I think be it's useless. A bunch of freaking idiots in the bunker. Um, until you start repopulating, yeah. If there's only five people in a bunker, what use is a teacher? But. Because everyone's just gonna be stupid if you if you repopulate inside the bunker, but you have no teacher, then and then but the teacher dies, important. and then there's no teacher, and then you have a bunch of uneducated people. It depends on what kind of teacher. An elementary teacher. But like, okay, so if there's only five people left in the I'm world, essential. who needs to write? Why would you need to write? Why do you need to know your letters? If there's only five the people only left bunker? in the world, I'm assuming we're the only bunker. See, this is why he wouldn't survive because he's an <laughs> idiot. Okay, let's close tab and on to the next. Um, I don't know. That was all I had. <laughs> how my day? How was my day? My day was good. Thanks for asking, Bree. My um, day. Was I already good. heard enough about your day. I literally he calls me on my way to Orange Theory. I didn't tell you about my day. I told you me, about all um, the things that I did for you for the wedding today. Also about your day, you talked about the kids on. You we had a conversation about your day on the car on ride. the phone. Yes, it wasn't long. But you call me, and then immediately when I walk in the house, you tell me all about your day. I did not. I told you about Kaido's poops today. <laughs> <laughs> During dinner, he tells me about his day. I'm just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She doesn't give a fuck mm-hmm. about me. Yes, I do. Aww. I feel like you don't give a turd about me because you never asked me about my day. I do ask you about your day all the time. I ask you about your day. We just had a long conversation today about uh, your recess uh, or your lunch uh, people that oh aren't doing god. their jobs. Oh my god! I'll tell you, I do. <clears throat> Sorry, clear my throat. I do lunch duty, and when I tell you lunch duty, I'm just sitting in the well, not sitting, walking around the cafeteria, making sure kids have lunches. And they clean up and everything. Do you make your kids eat? Like if somebody comes without a lunch, do they have to? They have to grab. They have to grab school lunch. They don't have to eat it, but we legally have to put it in front of them. Do you have no? So we switched lunch <clears throat> providers this year. I have don't say ne- any company names. I have never seen more uneaten lunches. Is it just because the food is bad? The food is gross. The kids hate it. Okay, well now they know, right? Um, today was chicken. Sa- a chicken sandwich, but you have to create it yourself. So the chicken comes separate. From- what do you mean you have to create it yourself? <laughs> so the chicken is is, is <laughs> like chopped chicken in a sauce, and they give you a bun, and you have to put the chicken on the bun. You have but these to are give ki- you a chicken. You have to kill it. You have okay, to okay. But listen it. to this. This is the funny part. You're dealing with first graders and kindergartners. How many of them ate the bun first? Like, and didn't then, know you had to put it together? And then didn't know you had to put the chicken on the bun. And so they're <laughs> eating everything separate. So they have bun, top and bottom bun, chicken, peas that no kid's going to freaking eat. What was a that cup cake? of fruit. 
What was that KFC thing? The KFC uh, double something? I can't remember what it was. It was a piece of chicken where the bun was also chicken. I remember that. It was a chicken sandwich, but the bun was also chicken. Is it the double down? The double down. That's what it was. Good call. Um. Anyway, so all these kids were eating bread. All of them ate all the bread, none of the chicken. And the kids were like, it tastes nasty or it's spicy. And I'm like, oh, my God. And I'm like, I miss the old lunches. They used to have bean and cheese burritos. And I love bean and cheese burritos. And all, the hot dog is always a big hit. doesn't matter what. It's hard to mess up it's a hot, hot dog. T- it's hard to mess up the school lunch hot dog and hamburger but they somehow the best hot dog you ever ate changes oh it's just a hot dog there's nothing special i didn't think there was anything you get a double dog so a double dog yeah i know what a double dog is two hot dogs in one bun and they don't have ketchup at gina jude's so you have to take it plain go home open your (laughs) hunts ketchup (laughs) slather it on let's slop them up and the fries come on the hot dogs you have to take the fries off your hot dog first oh yeah that bothers me and then the fries are delicious they're super greasy but the fries are good and i always get a tamale from there and it's just a tamale you could get in the store and it's in a plastic wrapper and then you eat that too uh best so best hot dog you've ever had is from gene and jude's chicago what what Actually, like River. It's not really Chicago. River Fo- no. It's more. It's like close to River Forest. Uh, what is that called? River Grove. River it's Grove. It's in River Ro- yeah. River Grove. Um, best hot dog I ever had. Hmm. I love meat. Like we had. I wish I mom. could tell you. Go ahead. I- I'm sorry for interrupting. No, yeah. In high school, we had to do a <laughs> Chicago scavenger hunt for extra credit for our American history class. And there was one place that was a hot dog place, but it was like it's a Chicago hot dog place that didn't sell a Chicago style hot dog. It was just like fancy different versions. American dog? No, oh. it wasn't it. But there was I had a it was like a hot dog with Gruyere cheese, caramelized onion, like all this crazy Do stuff. Do you remember the name of the place? No, that's why I said I don't remember the name of the place. Was it in the city? Yes. Hmm. Where in the city? I was in high school. I don't Ugh. know where it was. Was it like in downtown Chicago or in like a neighborhood? A Bridgeport y type area. Kind of like a Bridgeport y type area. Oh, man. Uh, Mac- not Maxwell Street. They didn't do gourmet. No, this is gourmet. I'm trying to think of dogs. like hot dog places around the neighboring Chicago like I wish city. I, and I wish we took pictures there because we had to take pictures everywhere we went. Thinking Amer- American Dog. I'm thinking. Um, Gosh, what's that place by White Sox Park? Um, O'Malley's? No. I would know it. Oh, man. Anyway, it was really good. Go on with what you were saying. I forgot. (laughs) (laughs) Interrupting cow who? (laughs) (laughs) It smells like a dog in here. (laughs) I'm so sorry. Okay. So, (laughs) since being back in school... I realized, like, the only reason I'm a really successful first grade teacher is because I kind of have attention deficit disorder. I love that you just hit me with interrupting cow. <laughs> I'm, like, losing my shit over that. I haven't heard that in so long. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
like, I don't know why. <laughs> you know what it makes me think of is um, there was a South Park episode where Jimmy <laughs> does the interrupting cow joke, but he keeps stuttering over himself. I know. Yeah, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And as soon as they, as soon as they try to like, they, they're trying to give him time to finish. But then as soon as they like interrupt him, he, is the he goes, moo. <laughs> oh, I love that joke. That's um, a great joke. You want to know what we talked about this? I think the greatest joke ever is. Oh, this is if someone makes it at our. No one's going to make it because no one's married. Billy is. Billy. I don't know if he's given a speech. Well, my both of my sisters are giving a speech. So you got we have to nail down speeches by like. Yeah. This yeah. Weekend. Well, yeah, sure. But. The he great, says, yeah, yeah, sure, but... The greatest joke I think ever written is, you know, you go to every wedding and if there's a best man who gives a speech that is married, he will say this one thing every time, no fail. He'll say, oh God, what is it? I've brain Sorry, fart. The best advice I can give you is you're wrong. She's right, yeah. You're the, wrong. <laughs> the best advice I can give you is, buddy, you're wrong. She's right all the time. And it gets a laugh every single time it's a cheap pop but it works it kills every time everyone's like it's, ha, no, ha, ha, ha. it's no effort it's a guaranteed laugh it's a guaranteed killer so it's got to be the greatest joke ever written it never fails i don't know i thought about that when we were at my cousin's wedding where it was like i had to have heard that joke a bajillion times but every time i hear it it kills every time no fail without question right Bree? Mm-hmm. cool how are you doing i'm doing good i'm struggling i mean i'm struggling that my allergies are really bad and i've t i took my allergy medicine this morning so <laughs> the allergies are just busting through <laughs> <Come here. laughs> and the kids have really bad allergies and i have like four kids with asthma and no more scamming adults into thinking they're stars right brie oh my god today <laughs> go, go ahead before we start talking about the movie today i had i was driving and i just had like a tim robinson moment where i was <laughs> like someone like was going crazy and like swerving in and out of lanes trying to get ahead because one lane was closed and so he's trying to get ahead of everybody and i was like you can't do that you can't touch my shirt it's mine <laughs> so i you I, can't do that also crazy thing happened today my colleague her room flooded over the weekend there's a pot like a puddle in the middle of her room but what's worse is the music room that's right below it was like raining in there and the, and and the ceiling the brass and the ceiling tiles like fell onto the ground yikes it was like it's a mess anyway they might be like a week or so until they're back in their room which means i'm farther away from my friend and it made me sad Mm -hmm. I got a friend and I like to be right by my friend. She's also coming to the wedding. Oh, that's good. I that's have nice. three colleagues that were specially selected to come to my wedding. I did give out the shower gift from my wedding shower, the honey jars that said like our wedding date. I put those in the teacher's lounge 
and they were gone by eight eight o'clock this morning. I put them out at seven o'clock. They were gone by eight. I gotta, Early bird I gotta, gets the worm, I guess. I got to tell you, my boss brought these donuts today, and I have no idea what they like where he got these you don't don- understand anthony's been talking about how he wishes <laughs> that his, he would go into work and there'd be donuts I, I just said that to you like yesterday yes. right so he texts us this morning he's like there's donuts in my office come get them so i went and i grabbed the donut i don't think you I understand grabbed- anthony didn't just a walk I manifested man. it. This man probably jogged across the It was school. the first thing I did in the morning. He's I couldn't like, get my coffee. Say today. less. What am I going to get my Halloween stuff? Um, <laughs> so I got my favorite donut out of the bunch, which is... I don't know what donut you eat. What's my favorite donut? Do you eat the the long john oh you are <laughs> oh no chocolate frosted <laughs> so wrong <laughs> chocolate frosted <laughs> oh i was about to hit you <laughs> i was like long john <laughs> long john that's my dad see me eat a long john <laughs> my dad eats long johns Can't eat. what's my favorite donut boston cream no damn what no i i knew <laughs> yours oh, why did you not know mine Oh, God, it's something with a filling in it, correct? Yes. Jelly. Yes. Okay. I love a jelly-filled donut. I knew it was something with a filling in it. Um, One time. We, we don't eat phallic foods. One time. <laughs> no you, long johns. Remember when here. Dunkin' Donuts did a spicy donut? No. It was Halloween last year or the year before. It was like I did buy it. Hot. It was spicy. And I was like, mm, I don't know. But anyway, I, <laughs> I was, I grabbed this chocolate glazed donut and I went back to my room to eat it. Brie, this was one of the best donuts I've ever had. I don't know where he got it from. Speaking of, well, ask him. I will ask him. Speaking of. He walked into my room and he's like, how's the donut? I'm like, it's freaking delicious. So we are um, both off on Friday because like we're taking it off to get wedding stuff done, get our marriage license. Going to a concert. Going to a concert etc etc um and i told anthony i was like you know what we need we need to go this week we have to go to crumble cookie because they have a banana cream pie cookie because and it's minions it's a minions cookie there are two actual oh god there he goes there he goes there are two minion everybody this, this week there are two minion cookies? Yes. What's the other one? I think it's like a yellow sprinkle one. I don't know what the flavor is. Oh. And then there's, there. traditionally it's like a, a pink frosting. It's like they're vanilla with pink frosting, but this time it has yellow frosting. I think everything is minions. This gentle week. minions. The gentle minions. <laughs> Go to Wendy's after. All right. Enough BSing. Time to get down to our duet dumbbella. Give uh, me, Anthony, the power I beg of you. <laughs> we'll do. We'll do, Dembella. Um, or what we said last time, Brie Bella. <laughs> so, um, okay, we're talking about Child's Play 2, uh, released in 1990, directed by John Laffia, who also co-wrote Child's Play 1. Movies written pretty much solely by Don Mancini this time around. Um, what happened to our former director, Brie, Tom Holland, non-Spider-Man, Tom Holland? I don't know. He was not very well liked and he, uh, did not get rehired for Child's Play 2 
because he wanted sole credit over the Child's Play franchise. Um, do you remember that episode of South Park where Cartman and Jimmy write the fish sticks joke and Cartman like goes into this false sense of reality that he actually wrote the joke when he had nothing mm -hmm. to do with it? This is like that. <laughs> Tom, Tom Holland in interviews claimed that he created the idea 100% and it was like his thing. Um, and he didn't want the other people to be credited on it. So they kind of wrote him out. <laughs> they they kind of uh, iced him out. And when the Child's Play franchise gets sold to Universal at this time, they go with, uh, the producer goes with the one of the other writers, John Lafayette, to direct Child's Play 2. And he brings back Don Mancini because he says, you know, Don Mancini and I are very good friends and I wanted to see what he could come up with for the, for the sequel. So we get Child's Play 2 in 1990 full of a cast of relatively unknown actors or maybe um, people that have had very minuscule roles in different things. Um, one of the major things here that I noticed right off the bat is the noticeable absence of Andy's mom. Well, Andy's mom's in a psychiatric ward is the explanation because she believes her son and she just reiterated what her son said about the killer doll. And no one believes that... Andy's correct about this killer doll. Everyone thinks he's having like a psychotic break and so is his mother. So, so, um, we, oh God, I lost my train of thought. Oh my so, God, nothing new here. Anthony's brain farted out on him. All right. I'm just on like the IMDB right now. So, uh, the, the actress that played Andy's mom in the first movie, like there were, there was a lot of story, a lot of rumor why she didn't come back. Maybe she didn't get paid enough. Maybe she, uh, didn't like working on it. None of that was the deal. She actually married, um, can't remember the guy's name, but the one, the dude that makes the puppets for the child's play movies, she married the guy. Um, she was pregnant while child's play two was filming. That wasn't the reason why she's not in the movie. Um, the filmmakers just wanted to go in a different direction and they wanted to see what they could do without that character in the movie. I so think it's it was not, it was nothing like personal. She visited set multiple times, like to support her husband and was like cool with everybody. So it's not as like it's dramatic not, as everyone thinks. Yeah. Anything. She was okay with it. It wasn't a big deal. Mm hmm. Um, in other news about the movie, um, we have... Uh, a new, a secondary good guy doll in the movie named Tommy. And Tommy gets, like, his face kicked in by Chucky and buried. Uh, Tommy was named after the director of Child's Play 1, Tom Holland, because they did not like him. And they wanted him to be the doll that gets his face crushed in <laughs> and buried. Deal with your anger, guys. Yeah, so uh, if we can't get back at... Uh, in Hollywood, if we can't get back at you normally, we'll just write you into the movie. Uh, the script originally had a different opening scene than what we see in the movie. The script's original opening scene included a courtroom scene in which our main characters from Child's Play 1, uh, Andy's mom and Officer uh, Norris would have come back to reprise their roles in defending Andy's claim that the doll came back to life. You okay? 
Oh no, Bree. I'm don't, dying. Don't die. I know something went down. You got to put your soul inside of the nearest thing that. I you can. Do it oh god, she put it into the notebook. <laughs> anyway, so they were gonna have a courtroom scene in which the main characters from the past movie were gonna back up Andy's claim that the doll came to life, and eventually Andy's mom gets put into uh, psych evaluation at a mental institution. So it was gonna set that up a little bit later on. Um, all that gets cut for budgetary reasons and our actors don't return. But one actor that does return for this movie is Alex Vincent, who plays Andy. Just a tiny bit older, but still very childish in yes. his acting. I, I think he does a great job. I think he's better in this movie than the last one, honestly. He they give him more to, to do. He also learns how to work with um, the puppet. Yeah, I think he did learn how to work with the puppet a little bit more. Uh, what did you think of the puppetry in this movie? Better than the first movie. So much A better. lot of more puppetry and animatronic than in Child's Play 1. I agreed. Um, I think we talked about this a little bit earlier that it seemed like in Child's Play 1 it was very noticeable like when it was a puppet and when it was just like a little person in a suit or something. This one I couldn't tell at all when there was a stand-in. I, I felt like it was puppetry 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 like the entire time mm -hmm. so i thought they did a really good job and i know that behind the scenes they filmed chucky's close-up sequences differently than they filmed everything else like different frames per second like slower to try to get the um the mouth to move correctly and properly so that it seemed a little bit more realistic crazy that I even said that in a movie about a living doll. <laughs> so um, there, there's some cool stuff in this movie. Um, they originally wanted to set the movie in Christmas time, which would have explained why there's so many goddamn good guy dolls in that factory at the end of the movie. Uh, but they didn't do that. Um, there's some other stuff too. One actress said that it was the worst filming experience she ever had. Didn't elaborate why though. And the original movie script was going to feature an, uh, the police looking at an evidence locker at the burnt-up corpse of Chucky and also seeing um, uh, Jason's mask and Freddy's claw in there, too. Oh. So it would have like been a nice little nod to the other horror franchises. We didn't get that, though. Um, we got a different opening scene. Would you like to go into it? Yeah, so we open with Creepy Burnt Doll. And they're putting the doll to back together. Why? I don't know. Um, <clears throat> We're both like our voices are like. Ugh. I know. What the heck? It it's, been... it's my allergies. I don't yeah. know what your me. It's because I've been talking a lot all day. Um, they're you know talking around the doll. You know, making light of the situation um, as they're putting it together, and as they're finishing up the doll. Um, putting the eyes in. Oh, this is insane. Yeah, what happens the, yeah, here? Yeah, they're, they're putting the eyes in the finishing touch. The guy who is man, manning the machine gets electrocuted. Well, usually comically, we don't do this thing. I wrote down comically electrocuted. It is a wacky sequence. It's like if this is the first sequence we get in this movie, it, it's like, what do I even expect after this? What do I even expect after this? Because I just watched the um, 
like Adobe After Effects of lightning strike and course through this man's entire body. <laughs> <laughs> and um, that was a mix of a laugh and a cough on Brie. Um, I just watched like the Adobe After Effects of lightning like course through this man's body after reconstructing this doll and then comically blow through a window like blasted through this window with the force of a thousand suns and as they're calling like an ambulance and stuff for it the doll is noticeable they play the music when they go to where the doll was and like it's not there anymore and then you get like the one guy like yelling at his this assist- is the, the so, guy who owns the good guy factory. Yeah, the play, play pal, the company now has the doll. And there's a point when it says, it doesn't matter. We have the doll now. <laughs> and um, it, giving us the implication that they like took it from the investigators or the police or somehow they retrieved it back from the police. And they put, mistake <laughs> was to, you know, bring it back to life. And, well, they didn't know they were bringing it back to life. Well, the one guy is like, just get rid of the doll. Throw it he away. He says, stick it up your ass. Stick it up your ass. Get rid of it. And um, then we get like into Andy. We get the explanation that he, his mom's in a psych ward um, under evaluation. He's with a ward of the state at this point. They're trying to find him a foster home. He gets these two people to be well, his foster parents. Well, okay, can we go back a second here sure. and talk about Andy's conversation with, like, the psychiatrist at this place? Because Andy is still insistent that... Andy is still insistent that um, the whole thing happened, that Chucky was alive, wanted his soul, and the guy's like, you're turning this into a fairy tale. So I think, like... Right now, we can get a sense as the audience of what, how do I want to word this? We can get a sense as the audience of, now I know what this movie is going to kind of be about. They're going to try to do the same thing, right? They're going to try to do the same thing of playing, playing this game of cat and mouse with us about, is Chucky alive? Is Chucky not alive? Is Andy telling the truth? But I gotta say, what I appreciate about this movie is like where you think that it's, you think it's gonna go right and then it goes left, right, right. So <laughs> right, I, I like that. You know, we had this conversation after watching the first Child's Play that now that the cat's out of the bag, right? Like you can't mess with your audience the way you did with the first half of the first movie. Like, the reason I buy a ticket to see a Child's Play movie is to see Chucky roaming around and killing people. And that's almost what we get, like, from the get-go here. We're not playing this game of cat and mouse with the audience anymore of, is Chucky alive? Is Chucky not alive? We're told flat out this this doll is alive. It's walking around. It's moving. We see it talking a bit more. We see it walking a bit more than we did in the first one. And I think that that's what's, like, really cool about this movie. Because it could have, like, rehashed the same thing over and over and over again. It could have been, like, Friday the 13th, where you make the same movie four different times. (laughs) But 
instead, I think they go a little bit more creative with it and they take a similar concept, right, of Chucky is trying to get into a human body. That's that's what he's doing. He's still trying to do the same thing. He's still got the same motivation, but now it's not the it's not so much tension building anymore, right? Am I wrong? Mm-hmm. Like the first <clears throat> half of the first movie was like tension, 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 until we get to that point where Chucky reveals himself. Where this movie, you kind of are you have tension, and it's just you're waiting for, like you're waiting for him to be like. And here I am. Yeah, but we get that from the get-go here. And it's similar like in Halloween 2, like the OG Halloween 2, where Halloween 1 was about tension building, tension building, tension building. We didn't see Michael all that often, but then when we did, it was like, whoa. The very first thing we see in Halloween 2 is like Michael not being ninja-like or stealthy at all and just like killing people. They're not trying to hide this stuff from us anymore because the audience isn't stupid and they know the audience isn't stupid. And I don't think that I, I like John Lafia, Don Mancini, the people that make this movie, they don't think the audience is stupid. They know that the yeah. audience is there to see the killer doll. So screw it. Let's give them the killer doll from the very beginning of this movie. Which I think is really, really cool that they do. It could have been very easy to make the same movie over and over again. But instead they change it and they get creative. And you got to appreciate it for that. So, go on, Brie. Okay. He goes with these two very experienced, you know, adult foster parents. And they get in the car. And they're like, oh, Andy, like, what's your favorite, like, thing to eat? And he goes, I like eggs. No, he says chocolate Chocolate first. first, but then he's like, I like eggs. My mom used to make me eggs for breakfast. I'm like, the kid didn't say a hamburger or, like, a milk steak. Oh, yeah, that's what kid. <laughs> every kid loves their milk steak. <laughs> yeah, he says, I like egg. Not eggs, this is egg. I wrote, I love, I like egg. I don't know if he said singular egg. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> I thought he said singular egg. I like egg. I like, I like egg. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what a weird line there. And they almost get hit by the good guy truck. Which I said is like, are you sure these people are going to be good parents when immediately after picking up the kid, they almost get into like a life-threatening accident. They get to this house. I absolutely love the house color. It's crazy. The colors in this movie in general are very like bright and crazy. We get a lot of bright yellow. We get blue. We get pink, like pastels almost. It's very childlike. And there's a reason for that. I looked it up. There's a reason for that. Okay. Um, When they were... I'm going to go on with the reason. No. Um, when they were filming the movie, they wanted the movie to be a little bit more in Andy's perspective. Remember in the last episode of the podcast, I complained a little bit about, I said, my, one of my big bugaboos it's about a, the movie. It switches from Andy it switched to the switched from Andy's perspective to mom's perspective. And I didn't, I didn't like that that much. Well, I think they fixed their mistake and they keep it straight on Andy's and a little bit of Chucky's perspective too with this movie. So... The they wanted it to be a little bit more childlike in how it's framed and how it's structured. So colors are going to be brighter, more accentuated. 
um, and everything is going to be shot from a low angle. So it looks like you're looking up at things. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And it's kind of a cool thing to do because you're putting us in Andy's perspective. See, we're seeing what he sees, sort of. Okay. And then the foster parents, like, Andy goes to look at something, and they're like, oh, no, first rule, don't touch the precious heirlooms. And I said, you're foster parents. Why do you have a precious heirlooms, like, hanging around? It's going to get broke. Because, like, these are foster children, and, like, you don't want them to feel bad about accidentally breaking your family heirloom. Put it away. Out of reach of kids. It's just like on a... Yeah, why is it in display where anybody can Yeah, can it break didn't make it. any freaking sense. Um, they're showing Andy to his room, and he's, like, going through all the toys, and in the closet, out falls Tommy the good guy doll, and terrifies Andy. Terrifies him. Runs out of the room. Runs out of the room. And I said, you forgot you had a good guy doll on the kid who they warned you has a fear of the good guy doll? Yeah, that was poor planning on their part, huh? And we're introduced to Kyle. Yes. Andy's foster sister, um, who is 17, going to be 18. Because yes. she talks about next year, I'm going to be out of out of here because, you know, when you turn 18, you're now not the state's problem anymore. Interesting that we went from our final girl being mom in the first movie to a teenager in the second movie. Um, I think that was maybe the trend that horror movies were going in at this time in like the late eighties, early nineties of our final girls are typically teenaged uh, people that uh, are more likely for a younger audience to identify with. So interesting that they went with a teenage character as the final girl. So Kyle is um first first scene she's got a cigarette which is kind of cool like the fawns she's like edgy teenager like i'm a foster kid how do I've we been make, moving around how do we make our teenage characters edgy fucking give them a cigarette because <laughs> they're not supposed to be smoking that's the way we make our teenagers edgy just uh, let them smoke a cig and move on I think that's like 80s movies did that a lot with their teenage characters where how do we make our teenage characters seem like they are, you know, too good to be in the movie? Well, you give them a cigarette or you give them a beer can or something, something that they're not supposed to have. Maybe that gives us a more of an idea of like, Oh, then this person deserves to get killed later on because they're, like, committing sins. We all know only losers smoke cigarettes. No, only losers don't smoke cigarettes. JK, I don't even smoke cigarettes. Loser. <laughs> <laughs> but we then switch back to the factory. That one guy, he was manhandling Chucky. The first sign of someone's going to die a horrible, gruesome death. He's like the dude is that when works they for whip the, the like when they whip that doll around. They whip it around and then he shoves the doll in the trunk of his car and then keeps like smacking Chucky's head with the back of the trunk and I was like, I told Bree, I looked over, I was this is how you know this guy's going to get it. And um we don't F around in this one. Like, he pulls up, he calls a lady on his way, and she's like, bring vodka. And so he has to stop at a liquor store. And immediately, Chucky's out. 
We're not effing around anymore. Chucky's out and about. Yeah, and Chuck Chucky um takes this man hostage. Which I think it's a toy gun. I was thinking that too, because I was like, I looked <laughs> I looked at Bria and said, Look at his tiny gun. <laughs> he had such a small gun that he I pointed said, at this tiny guy. Tiny gun. How'd he get it? <laughs> right? Like that's what so I it thought. It has too. to be a toy gun. It had to have been a toy gun. Logically, I wanna believe that it was a toy gun. But they never confirmed anything. Well, he didn't use it to kill him. He suffocated him. No, but he pointed at Adam as if it was a real gun. Drive. Try, probably to scare him. So he would follow along and do what he said. And I was like, are we making... At first I was thinking, are we making the guns to size for Chucky? <laughs> like, is every gun going to be this size? What if it was a, t- a good guy Western That's what I was kind pack. of thinking. Uh, well, Bree, you're coming up with ideas here. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta pay me now. <laughs> um, I was thinking, like, so do you remember the um, this pajama the pat- the pajama sneakers that also, had a gun on the bottom of it? Also, he had like a, a expansion pack. That's what his mom got him the original. No doll, just the expansion tool pack with all the know. tools. So there's probably one with a gun in there, probably. But Chucky uses a just drive, and he then he suffocates the guy. Oh, do you? I watched a video on this. So he Chucky takes a plastic bag and puts it over the guy's head and suffocates him. I watched a self defense video earlier about how to get out of this exact scenario. Do you know how to get out of that scenario? Give up? No. <laughs> well, you I sure you can give up. If I was in that scenario, you know what I'd do give up you're supposed to open your mouth and then stick your fingers like break through the bag when your mouth is open and then tear it like that like then use your hands to tear the bag what, fully what, what would make them think that his hands were tied behind his back with a in the movie rope? yeah he tied his hands behind his back yeah with a jump rope i did not notice that oh, man you gotta get better eyes <laughs> <laughs> i was like yeah chucky used a jump rope to tie his hands behind the seat Oh, okay. So, so he couldn't do that. Yeah. But just for future knowledge, if you're ever in this situation and your hands aren't tied I behind think I'm your past, back, I, I feel like I'm past like the abduction. No, you're not. Age. <laughs> no, you're not. Yeah, because like, uh, if I get abducted, I'm just pooping. And then they're just gonna have to deal with that. Gonna, I'm just gonna straight poop. Poop on yeah. demand. I'm gonna poop on demand. I guess. I mean, I've never. I wonder why. I will make you regret picking me. Yeah, like that's what I'm thinking. I wonder why ab- abductees don't just poop themselves like on a regular basis. I want to make it as uncom- or maybe they do stinky and uncomfortable as possible. So I'm peeing myself. I'm pooping myself. I'm throwing up. Yeah. Uh, because I pooped and peed myself, so I'm going to. Because it's up. at that point, it's either you kill me or you let me go. <laughs> I, I'm just, and, and his arms were cut off, and his legs were cut off. I just, at this point, I give up. Anyway. Uh, Okay. So he kills that guy, and then he gets to the, like, Andy's new, like, foster house so quick. Hi, Andy. And. He says in his, like, Chicago accent. Like, he got there so quick, and he replaced Tommy the good guy doll well okay so 
Andy overhears his foster parents talking about him and saying, like, the kid is still messed up. He's still talking about Chucky. Can't get over the good guy, Dal. Mm -hmm. But so Andy, like... It goes over his fears and he picks up Tommy and, like, he's playing with Tommy all day. Or am I skipping ahead? And no. And that's Chucky in disguise. Not yet. Okay. So then Chucky gets replaces Tommy. Yes. And... Um, I will always laugh because, um, Andy goes to like touch, says, I hate you to Chucky as he passes and Chucky goes, hi, I'm yeah. Like looks Tommy. around and hes <laughs> hesitates. And I was like, nothing's funnier than Chucky forgetting Tommy's name. And he did bash in the face of the tommy good guy doll and bury him underneath the swing set in a shallow grave yeah um what you said was smart to do under the swing set well if he buried it deeper if he buried it deeper because maybe. the swing set is a place where there's always gonna be dirt instead of grass mm -hmm. because you scrape your feet on the ground so it's a good place to dig a dig a hole and put something dig in a hole, dig a but hole. Ch chucky made a grave error where he didn't like dig deep enough and chucky realizes that that happens later on in the movie where he's like crap i didn't dig the hole deep enough and now when people go over the swings they're they're gonna dig moving up. the dirt so th there's this really cool scene in the movie when like right before chucky replaces tommy it's storming outside and the camera pans over to the end of the stairwell. You just see like Chucky standing there and the lightning flashes on him. I thought that was really cool. Something happens um, where Chucky like gets hit and he gets a bloody nose. Oh, we're skipping ahead a little bit. Oh. Um, so Andy and Kyle are in the basement and they're having this like bonding moment as well where she lets him oh, try a cigarette. Yeah, he smokes a cigarette. And she's like, why are you doing that? And he's like, I wanted to taste it. And she's like, it tastes like shit. <laughs> Don't do it. It's like what my every adult person says to kids. I remember having a conversation like that with my cousin where he was like, Don't smoke cigarettes <laughs> as he was smoking a cigarette. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um but I, I thought it was a cool little moment in the in the movie for them to really solidify like the relationship that these two characters are going to have. That Kyle and Andy are foster brother and sister. They haven't known each other for a long time. But Kyle but you can is tell, very like, nice. She's going to be protective of mm -hmm. him, which is cool. And I think it 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 does a very good job at establishing Kyle as like a relatable, the, a good, good character. Yeah. yeah. Um, which I wish she comes back more in the franchise. I This is the thing that I, I, I know that the Child's Play franchise does often. And I don't necessarily like that they do this. If I'm going to have like a big criticism of the franchise itself, it's introducing very likable characters and then not doing anything with them in the next movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they do this a lot. Where now that we have the series, we're starting to get those characters more often. Which is great and why I love the series. But I come from a... Um, I come from an adolescence that grew up watching and reading One Piece. So I got a little spoiled with 
big universe shared characters where these characters pop up every once in a while and we're all part of this big shared universe. So like, I like to see the characters come back and make another appearance in different movies in different ways. So I appreciate that the show is doing that, but I wish the movies did it a little bit more. And then we have a scene. It's not the scene he gets thrown down the stairs. It's a it's a different um, scene. It's a different scene where he realizes he's turning human faster, so he has to expose himself to. It, no, it is the scene where he gets thrown down the stairs because I I remember it because he his nose starts bleeding and then he says, "I'm turning human again," and then he go decides he's going to expose himself to Andy. He goes into rephrase that. Yes, going to. <laughs> Do the ah, do it, to Andy. So he ties Andy up, sticks socks in his mouth. He gets interrupted by Kyle, and hey, Andy. Um, he says, Kyle gets blamed for it. The foster parents think Kyle's the one who tied him up, and he's like, "No, it's Chucky," and like they're done hearing about it. And then, and then I, that, that's, that's when, when he gets yep. thrown down the stairs, and. I was like, man, like that's so now no one believes Andy. No one is believing Andy, but Andy knows for sure it's the dolls after him again. He still goes again, to school. Again, we are not fucking around here. No. It's we're going to hit you over the head with Chucky from the get go. And this is just Andy trying not to get in trouble with his foster parents while also trying not to get taken over. By. But also, it's Andy like overcoming his fears a little bit like, too. He has to overcome his fear. Like of there's Chucky a big character. No one is going to protect him from this this person there's because no big, one believes him. Big character him. arc for Andy in this movie, and I love it. And he goes to school, and the kids on the bus suck. I wrote, "Kids suck." Oh, it was like that Forrest Gump scene where they're like, "Can't sit here, seats taken," <laughs> and they like one kid literally hits him. It's As he's well, just walking through on the bus and one kid punches him. Anyway, so Andy Crazy. gets into class and he's dealing with this. Um, Are you going to tell to say the line? No, you can. Oh, he's dealing okay. with this. He's has a teacher and like she's an old lady. Her Miss Kettlewell. And oh, you wrote down that name. Yes. Oh, Ms. interesting. Miss Kettlewell. And um, Andy's new to the class and a kid like flicks his ear and he says get lost microchip and <laughs> don't know why he said that i don't know but have then... you did you ever have like w- stupid names that you would call people like microchip wedge picker no <laughs> um but I, i'm trying Chucky, to think of that in the myself. most unoriginal way wants to get andy in trouble at school so he writes fuck you bitch (laughs) on his assignment and then the teacher sees it and she wants to hold andy after class and he's like i didn't write that i love that chucky is just like such an asshole in this entire movie like he's not even creative no fuck you bitch yeah he's just not even creative it's just insults 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 there's no one-liners there's no like uh he gets better at creative that later Freddy on, get, yes he gets much better at that but you think of like freddy krueger who's like one liner after one liner after one liner and chucky's just like fuck you bitch and what <laughs> kills me is like now he's being held after school because he's in trouble she takes the ch- um 
Chucky was hiding in a cabinet and she's like, you can't play with your doll. She takes the doll and she throws Chucky inside a closet and locks it. But then she locks Andy in the classroom. And she, I was goes, like, she goes into that and closet. And I say, you can't do that. You can't do that. You can't that. lock a kid in a room. No like way. That, no. Well, this is and, the 80s, Brie. And then uh, Chucky's like banging, begging Andy to let him out. And Andy does the smartest thing I've ever seen in my life. He escapes out the window. But like even in that moment, Chucky doesn't have anything creative to say. He's just like, let me out, you little butthole. Yeah, he's like mad. <laughs> And then Miss Kettlewell comes back and she hears like the door, like banging of inside of the door. And she thinks Andy somehow hocus pocus himself inside the closet. You Do you want to know what I wrote down here? Yeah. I can smell this classroom. <laughs> <laughs> it smells. Okay. So if you think what you think that classroom smells like, I guarantee my classroom smells like that. Yeah, I bet. Because me, I've had people like... come into my classroom at school and, and be like, your classroom smells like, like what school. you think a classroom would smell yeah. like. And I was like, farts? No. Kid like farts? Sawdust. Kid farts. Like like what janitors would use to clean up Peter. throw up. Yeah. That's what I imagine that like pencil shavings. That's what I I imagine pencil shavings. I imagine sawdust from cleaning up throw up. I imagine rubber from all of the balls and like dodgeballs and shoes and stuff i love our dog she had a closet full of clothes yes do you have a closet full of i don't clothes? have a closet full of clothes i used to have a drawer filled with shirts um because they the kids at my school they wear uniforms and sometimes parents do not keep up with the ever-changing bodies of their children and sometimes kids who should be wearing a large shirt are wearing a small shirt so I have mm -hmm. I have some shirts sometimes just like tucked away in my room. She had, it looked like she had a closet in this movie full of like costumes that like she was putting on a play, and I was like, this is a weird assortment of clothes that are in this closet but right now. I gotta tell you, in this scene, in the closet scene, she's looking around for Andy, and we know we know Andy escaped Andy. out the window, so we know she's gonna get murdered by Chucky. We just know. Well, sure, yeah. And she gets murdered in probably the most creative way. Chucky stabs her with an air pump and blows air into her chest. Well, and then he beats the crap out of her with a ruler. Yeah. And it's not even that gory. Like, we don't see the ruler actually. Oh, we do see a lot of hit. blood. Um, it took them all day to film that sequence. They took him a full day to film that sequence of Chucky walking out of the closet with the ruler because the puppetry was so difficult to get right, like with the facial expressions and moving the way it wanted, they wanted it to move. It took them a full day of filming to get that one little sequence nailed down, but it's so iconic. That's an iconic sequence. Mm -hmm. Like I think we all kind of know that that little scene of Chucky walking out of the closet with the ruler. So what uh, uh, Chucky beats the crap out of the teacher with the ruler. Andy runs out the window. Um, he, I, I I write down poor kid because he gets back and and this guy like is talking shit about Andy the the foster dad and I th wrote I don't think this guy should be a foster parent because he's, he's not jerk. he's not ready to deal with, I mean he's not ready to deal with a kid I, that has trauma I wanted to be a I always have wanted to be a foster parent. But both people have to agree to be foster parents, and Anthony's not on board with that. I'm okay with that. But part of being we have a, a dog. 
but part of being a foster parent is knowing that the kids coming to you are dealing with separation from their families. They're coming with trauma. Even if it's like no one gets separated from their family for a good reason. Like something I just traumatic. Don't think this guy ha- knows how to deal with children with trauma that have gone and he through wants, incredibly traumatic he experiences. He wants Andy to be fine, but it's like you're dealing with a like foster children have trauma. It, it's delicate. It's fragile. You have to approach it that way. You can't approach it with rule number one is this. And rule he, number two is he this. He devalues. I don't know how Chucky moves this fast, but he's like, see, he's Tommy's oh, right yay. where he let we left him. He moves so quick, pitter patter. Like he's back at the bottom of the stairs after kel- having killed Miss Kettlewell. Yeah, in the same place, and okay. What was I going to say? Um, the next sequence is you think that Chucky is going for this like turkey cu- electric knife. But we find out. It's Andy. Andy's going. Andy's going hunting. He wants to kill. Um, but I love this. Chucky. An- I love they this version of Andy. They get into like a Andy. kerfuffle. Yes. I love this version of Andy that's just like, I am going to take this into my own hands Nobody's going to believe me, so I'm going to handle it. And he's a freaking kid, and he's doing that. It's brave. And he yeah, goes through a large character He goes character into, arc. like, a fight with him over the knife, which the the foster dad hears, and he goes down and to the steps, and he sees Andy with the knife. He tells him to put it down, and he's walking down the stairs, and Chucky kind of, like, Chucky is underneath, yeah, he like under- behind the stairs. And the he, like, stairway. catches his stair- his feet. So he's dangling off the stairs. And the last thing this man sees is the very thing he devout, like, thought. I wrote that down, the too. The very thing that Andy's been warning him about and that he's been, like, thinking the kid's crazy for. The last thing he sees is a talking doll. All these motherfuckers, they all say, Andy, you're crazy. Andy, there's no talking doll. Even though Andy has been saying, Chucky's there talking doll trying to kill me please help and then the oh, last like, thing that these people see is the one thing that they didn't, they believe. didn't believe in that's got to be absolutely terrifying for like the two minutes that you're alive for after that yeah and so chucky lets him go he snaps his neck it's a big thing the foster mom comes down and she yells at andy that to get away from her and i thought that's kind of unfair like even if you do come down and you see that he's died you it's shown that he's fallen down the stairs it's not andy's fault like you can be upset Death follows andy yes. i think is the idea there it's like people died around andy to begin with and now people are dying around andy again and unfortunately that means that andy goes back to the foster like sis the, the, yeah like i've said the orphanage the orphanage do they call it orphanages anymore no it's more it's a group home group right homes. yeah so he goes back to the group home um and I then lost you have microchip and then you have kyle she's kind of like taking care of her foster mom and she's like she goes to throw the doll away and then she's going on the swing set and as she swings she kind of digs up tommy, tommy. And then she's like, wait a second. Thinking, this kid could be right. Holy mother of She God. goes to look in the garbage can and Chucky is gone. And then she goes and calls for the foster mom. No answer. Can you put yourself in Kyle's shoes? 
could you imagine go like mm-hmm. not believing Andy? Some somebody in your life says talking doll, talking doll, talking doll. You don't believe them, but then like these things start happening where you're like, holy shit, this kid could be right. Can you imagine like having that moment of realization? Like if you're in Kyle's shoes right now, how absolutely horrifying that has to be to say, oh my God, this kid is actually right. And it's like slowly being proven to me. And she goes up to her foster mom's room because her foster mom's not answering and her throat is slit and she's like dead and the sewing machine's still on. And then Chucky has like this kind of battle with um, Kyle. Kyle and he ends up kidnapping Kyle and using Kyle to drive him to where Andy is. <coughs> they get stopped by the cops. They do. <laughs> and she manages to get out of that. Yeah, it's such a weird interaction with Kyle and the cop where Chucky goes back into doll mode and he's like, he's like you better just take care of this. And the guy, the cop's like, oh, this is a good guy doll. I love the good guy dolls. And, like, lets her go because, like, really nothing. It was, like, a non-situation. Um, so they're driving and Chucky's like, you got to go faster. Go faster. Go faster. We got to get to Andy. Because he's on the clock right yes. now. And she uh, goes fast and then stops, like, really hard. And he flies. And Chucky flies out the the windshield and she like hits Chucky and he's like on the hood of the car. But even in that moment, Chucky is just such a jerk that he's like, God damn women drivers. <laughs> <laughs> like he makes a comment like that. And it's like not creative. It's just like Chucky being an absolute asshole, just like a bad person. And <laughs> it reminds so- me of um this, the skit from, I think you should leave with crash more where it's like, the action star that has no one-liners and just says, like, uh, you know, everything sucks. <laughs> it's, like, all these generic things that the action hero is, is saying. It's basically what Chucky is, but to horror villains, he's just saying generic stuff. It's, like, not creative. It's just, like, what you would expect any realistic, like, serial killer to say. He's misogynistic. He's, like, offensive. Just telling people to F off. Yeah, and... Eventually, he gets back in the car and Kyle takes him to the orphanage and they pull the fire alarm to get all the kids out. Um, The caseworker lady, she asks Kyle, Kyle, did you do this? And she like brings her in the room. And this is when Chucky kind of like comes alive and kills the caseworker. And we're really we're really on the clock after this happens. The rest of the movie, I say the rest of the movie, like, it feels like we're towards the end, but we're not. Like, this is a movie where we have, like, an extra, like, 15, 20 minutes of actual stuff this, after this that is a This is the shortest movie in the Child's Play franchise. This is an 85-minute movie. Yeah, it feels like one of the longest because where when Chucky kills the caseworker, that's where I feel like that's when we're, like... The climax we're, is starting. We're... we're we're going yeah but oh my god the climax lasts forever well there's a chase scene there's a chase and then there's the factory scene so chucky it's it's like when does he give the finger it's so funny 
He gives the finger when they're he, and he, oh, he he's kidnaps, in the back of the news yes. truck. Kyle's wants to help fu- get Andy out of there, but Andy was kidnapped by chucking there in a newspaper truck with that's and open. He's trying to do and the Kyle's like curse. driving behind, and she keeps pressing like the um, the horn, and Chucky sticks up the middle finger at her. Oh, it's hilarious. And it's like a little doll middle finger. I love when the borders on comedy like that, where Chucky is just an absolute jerk. He's not like it. This isn't Michael Myers. This isn't Jason. These silent killers. This is what do you what do you do when you have a wacky killer in a doll's body, but they're so vulgar and like just mean for the sake of being mean. I just think it was really fun. It's funny because she eventually pulls in front of the newspaper truck to get him to stop. And the guy goes crazy. Why are you doing that crazy? Why? He he grabs her. Yeah. And she just was looking for Andy and Chucky sees them running into the good guy. You know what she said to him? Get lost, microchip. (laughs) So she runs after Andy and Chucky who are going to the good guy factory. So now we're in the factory and a bunch of zany stuff happens in the factory. Factory's cool looking. It's a big set piece. Um, very colorful, lots of good guy boxes hanging around, lots of factory BS. Uh, there's a night technician. Night technician? Never dead. knew that there was a such thing as a night technician. Night technician is one of the first people who gets killed. He gets killed in a cool way, too. Um, he gets eye- his eyes replaced by the eye thingy. By the doll eyes, yeah. yeah. And then he hangs from, like, uh, uh, a something. cord. Yeah. Something. Um, so ultimately, it's a Chuck, chase scene. Chucky, cha- Chucky gets in Andy into the good guy factory and is like in the middle of the Dembala spell, and he's at Awe Duwe Dembala, and like the clouds hover over the factory, and the wind is flying, and the lightning is going, and it seems like the curse is gonna actually, or the spell is actually gonna like do its job, and then it doesn't work. Doesn't work. Why is that? I have two theories. Well, there's a correct answer. No, there's not. Yes, there is. No, there is not. So the lore of the first movie is whoever he tells first is the person he has to switch switch bodies with. Which they don't really mention at all. In this one, he doesn't tell anyone his real name. I don't think that's what they were going for. I think they I, were going for he wasted too much time and he was stuck. I know, but like that's the. I mean, I'm just saying because that's like lore. Who? I mean, how? Who am I to say they change the rules on us every movie? So <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like it doesn't matter. That's my theory. How do you kill a vampire? Doesn't matter. They're not. Real. Doesn't matter. They're not real. It literally doesn't matter. Anyway, that was my theory that he never told anyone his. Like his I name. Took, I took it as he spent too much time in the body. Um, he becomes too human. Yeah. So then he goes kind of crazy and he just wants to kill people. Yeah. Then he's just out to kill Kyle and Andy and they, you know, they go through the factory and there's like a chase scene. And then you get the fake Chucky, out death again. Well, Chucky loses his hand in a very grotesque oh, he rips way it off and it's like half that's human. like the goriest it's crap so... in this movie and then he like shoves a knife in it yeah so that he has one knife hand this is my knife hand it, i <laughs> it's my blade hand 
<laughs> it's my toe knife. <laughs> toe knife. <laughs> so, oh, I got myself the toe knife. Ah, toe knife. Batch toe. Batch toe. Batch toe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that you remembered that. I, I, I was trying to think of what he says when he says botched toe, but then when you said it, I was like, yes, let's go. <laughs> she did it. It's like, that's why we're getting married, Brie. So, um, I know, I think what that, did you say the other day? Oh, God, what did you say the other day to me? And I was just like... And that's why we're getting married. That's why we're getting married. <laughs> I, I can't know. remember what you said. It was like... I, it was a Tim it, Robinson It was thing. a Tim Robinson reference. Yeah. Ah, oh, it's going to bug me now. I don't know. I'm not even going to try to think about it anymore. But um, he's going to like wake up at 3 a.m. Sit straight like, up and be like, said. this is what she said. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I think that what we get at the last like 15 minutes of this movie is how can we possibly mutilate Chucky even further so than we already he have? He rips off the hand and then they're escaping him and they Andy pours hot. No, they put him in a machine going backwards and he gets like a bunch of limbs. Like, attached to yeah. him and they rip his legs off and then he comes dragging himself on like a little scoot scoot and he's like i'm gonna get to rip your legs off i'm gonna kill you and <laughs> then andy uses hot liquid plastic to melt chucky he but he should have been i was waiting when i was i was watching that movie Saying, Andy, you better watch your hands. Get, oh, yeah. Kid. But then that even doesn't get Chucky. It takes them to put an like air into him and, and blow, blow him, literally blow blow him, him up. up. Yeah. And then we finally get Chucky's dad. Andy and Kyle can escape. Happily ever after. Not happily ever after, but happy, happy for ending. now. Um, so they originally had a different... I said, factory scene, crazy as hell. Yeah, it was crazy. Big set piece. Lots of stuff. I can imagine this being very hard to film uh, because you had to deal with the puppetry. You had to deal with the different, like, movements of the pu especially when he's getting the air blown in him. You had to create a puppet that had a extended For every head. single mutilation that Chucky goes through. So I can imagine that being very difficult to film. But Don Mancini had originally written a different ending where... It would have shown Chucky's like mutilated, blown up pieces of flesh getting into the liquid plastic that's used to create other dolls. Hence how Chucky could come back in the third movie. Uh, he took it out and he's like, I wanted to end the movie with audiences thinking, how the hell can we bring Chucky back in the next yeah. one? Which is a smart move, I thought. Um, because that's how you draw people back, right? How could he possibly be back? Yeah. Um, cool, cool. So, Brie, what did you think overall? I like this one. I like this one, too. I appreciate this one for what it is, because it's not trying to be like the first. And we get so many horror sequels that are just, like, rehashings of the first movie. Where You remember um, 21, 22 Jump Street, the sequel to 21 Jump Street, where he's just like, do the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Ice Cube's like... No, we want you to do the same thing. It worked the last time. Just do the same thing. It's so easy to make a sequel to a very successful horror movie and make the same movie over again, but just like kind of different. I like that they switched up direction. They switched up perspective. They made it original. And 
they played on audiences already established perception of Chucky and what we were going to get. And they played with the idea of we are walking into this movie thinking we're going to get that cat and mouse game of is he alive? Is he not alive? And, and then we, we don't give that to you. We yeah. already know he's alive. We're not. We're going to hit you over around. the head with Chucky now. Yeah. Um, there was a novelization of this movie. Yup. There was a Weird. novelization of this movie. And it would have gone, it did go into um, Charles Lee Ray's backstory. The fact that in the novelization, Charles Lee Ray was a child diagnosed with autism who had a mom that was a dwarf and was often made fun of because of this stuff. And that's what led him down the path of being a serial killer. Interesting. Uh, very different from what we get in the TV series, which is a different backstory on Charles Lee Ray, which I prefer that one much more to the novelization. But there's some stuff in the novelization that they kept, uh, which is kind of interesting. And we'll get into more of that a little bit later because there's a bunch of stuff that shows up in future movies from past scripts and novelizations and things like that. Um, overall, you liked it? Yeah, I really did. Yeah. Overall, liked it. Um, can't wait How to get... How do you get... rank the movies so far? Number one, number, number one, two. number one, number two. Okay, I'm gonna keep asking you that. How how would you rank the movies to so make your list? No, first one is just classic. Yeah, first one always made. I feel like the first one and then Bride will probably make the list. Let's be Bride honest. is so. I keep oh, we keep I... saying that around. Jennifer this time. Tilly! Charmed, <laughs> charmed. Um, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, I don't think it makes my list either but i appreciate it yeah and i think good. that it is still is it holds up it's very good um i think this is the first movie where we say okay maybe let's try to lean a little bit more into the comedy and the silliness because you can't after that first movie you can't take this franchise that seriously anymore i mean i think chucky's meant to be like a funny i scary yes and there's the, like the third movie. Michael Myers is supposed to be scary, scary. Jason Voorhees is supposed to be scary, scary. Freddy, Freddy we evolved get, into funny. F Freddy was scary, scary, but then became funny, scary. Once he became a prop and Chucky, icon. always became was fun, like funny, scary. Even there's there's some stuff in the first Child's Play that leans on comedy. This one leans on comedy a little bit more with like Chucky giving the when we get to, by the time and, we get to Bride. And Seed, it's like full on. Well, Seed is just movie. a comedy movie. Like yeah, it's full 100%. on comedy. Yeah, with like some murders. Right, but definitely by the time Don Mancini takes over and Bride, it's like we're leaning into camp. We're leaning into, uh, we're leaning into kind of the comedy aspect of all of this. And I think that they go overboard a little bit later on with Seed with the comedy stuff. But Seed now, gets crazy. Seed gets wild. But now we have this TV series where we, I think we have found such a good balance here between serious and comedy. And I, the more I think about the TV show, the more I'm like, man, I really want to talk about the TV show on the podcast. So maybe we do season one. Later, maybe. We'll later. see. Um, all right. Why don't we wrap this thing up, Brie? Where are we going next? We are going to get to... The third installment <laughs> in the Child's Play franchise. Creatively titled. Child's Play 3. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no subtitle. No subtitle. Um, yeah. So we'll be back next week with Child's Play 
three. Any last minute things that you like to add? Yes. Follow on us on Instagram at review uh, underscore, underscore pod. Send us an email at reviewpodcast1 at gmail.com. If you have complaints, My save your tears. My students did ask for if they can give movie recommendations. They can. But also save your tears for the pillow. If of, I don't pick it, save those tears for the pillow. One of my pillow. students today recommended we do American Psycho. I said I've been trying to get Brie to watch that movie for like a couple years now and she doesn't want to do it. They say, she's the worst. <laughs> she's the worst. Yes, I am the worst children first of all again the reason why i'm such a good elementary school teacher is because i have a little of the attention deficit mm-hmm. and anthony can tell you he deals with it every day yeah yeah she's like this girl always interrupt me she always changes never pay attention she never pays attention <laughs> and i'm just trying to you know have a conversation <laughs> and he gets mad at me because i do it's one of the things that makes me a good teacher because I can multitask. But I oh, I half-ass everything. I never whole-ass anything. You know what I mean? I'm doing everything at once. I disagree, but... I, I half-ass... With that philosophy. Well, you know, I'm always... Work like, if I'm in a meeting, I'm not really in a meeting. I'm doing something that I'm supposed to be doing for my Oh, lesson. when I'm in a meeting, I give my full attention to the meeting. Absolutely not. Some of the meetings are stupid and could have been an email. I agree. So I don't pay attention to meetings. Except the one meeting I did pay attention to was the meeting at the start of our school year because we had a new principal and I wanted to show him I was respectful and nice because my my person on my team already told him that I multitask during meetings. Oh, shit. <laughs> she was, what a, what a she jerk. Was, she wanted to brag on me. She's like, Brianna is really good at you, she's like you could t on a Zoom meeting. She she calls out me on Zoom. So if we ever have a Zoom meeting, I'm so dead, because she said Brianna's really good because on Zoom meetings you can always tell her eyes like go back and forth really fast. And you're like she's definitely working on something. While that, in well, thanks. I was for like telling when on she me. said that, I was like, <laughs> man, you just like tattled on me. Like I know you were trying to brag on me, but like you tattled on me. Now I can't be on my computer and be like sometimes, doing stuff. Sometimes teachers tattle on themselves though like we had this ap professional development with this dude that's like a really good ap teacher and one of our uh ap teachers uh he's like how many people got he's like i see this guy got an award for getting the most fives out of all the teachers and then the one one guy raises his hand and goes do i get an award for having the most ones <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny but like you kind of told on yourself but i it's just i remember like and when she said that, I like my principal. And I think he likes me. Well, he uses all my all the things I turn in and all the work I do as like exemplars for other teachers. So I think I'm doing a good job. Mm -hmm. He said for first grade is the exemplar for how the rest of the school is supposed to run. Ooh. And I said, I looked at my uh, my partner in first grade, and she's like, I just do what you tell me to do. And I was like, Yep, I do all. I do everything. I love I love my team, but I do everything. I plan all the lessons. I figure out what stuff goes in the grade book. I figure out what what we're doing all the time. Mm -hmm. It's just it's just me. So my therapist says sometimes I just have to let other people do stuff. And I, I agree. And I told her, but what if they do it wrong? And I know I could do it right if I do it. Teach them how to do it right. No. 
Oh, this is where we differ. I would just, I'd rather be in charge, especially when it you comes can, to. What's the phrase? You can teach a man to fish. You can lead a, lead a horse to water, but you can't make a drink. That's what I live by. I could teach them, but I can't make them do it correct. But no, the free the phrase is like if teach you, a man to fish, he, he no give a man a fish he eats for a day. Teach a man to fish that he can provide. There for you go. You forever. just gotta teach him, right? No, they're. I love my one partner. My other partner is in outer space. I don't know. She never actually. I'll read you a text conversation that me and my other mm-hmm. par- partner had today. She said. We were working at the same table. All three of us were in the library. We had our team meeting today. And I, she texts me after the team meeting. Why does she have to do everything different? Highlighting? WTF. She really irritates me. I said, everything irritates me now. <laughs> I said, I don't understand why she can't just write their names like normal. And then she said, because she's an idiot. We didn't call anybody out, right? No, I didn't okay, say good, anything. Okay, good, 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 good. Um, and then I said, this is why I have to do check-ins with her all the time and make and be like a principal, but not a principal. I feel like I'm listening to something I shouldn't be listening to. I know, right? You're hearing the, <laughs> the backstage. But I, I literally do a vice principal's job, but I'm not. <laughs> and, uh, Listen to me. I do so much work for the school for free i don't make enough money to do all the stuff for free i do so much stuff for free it's crazy oh geez what is this open mic night yes come on i do everything for free (laughs) i i come like okay listen i Okay, he's telling me to wrap it up. <laughs> I'm getting the, the lights are flickering. It's the matinee. You're gonna, I'm going to play the music soon. <laughs> I, I get to work at 7 o'clock in the morning. I do not get a lunch or a break until 1.25. And I only get a 30-minute break. And then I'm back to teaching till 3. And then I get in my car. I drive to the gym. I work out for an hour. I come home. I make dinner for Anthony because he doesn't know how to make food. It's not true. You don't teach me. He knows how to. He knows <laughs> how to make hot dogs, macaroni and cheese, salty chicken. Complain about it, but you don't teach me. You just complained about having to teach people well, to do things. What? I'd be able to make guess, dinner if you taught me. Guess what? Guess what? On Saturday we have a cooking class. It's true. So <laughs> it's true. We do have that. Learn how to make stuff at the cooking class. <laughs> You're gonna learn how to make me a creme brulee. I, I recommend, recommend the <laughs> I recommend you go away. Oh God! Okay, breathe. Okay, okay, and then you can follow <laughs> Anthony on Twitter at GLDTV1. Uh, that's your Twitter. That's my yes. That's my Twitter. Why You've I never feel, noticed that? No, I feel like it's been different before. Okay. Well, my you, my Twitter was I. Well, I don't want to say because I have my last name. Okay. In it, but I did change it to GLDTV1. I am nasty or whatever. Okay. No, you're not supposed to say. I said I am nasty. Yes, that was my old <laughs> Twitter <laughs> handle. Anyway, if you want to get a hold of me, this is what you must do. You must go to a factory and make a doll that kind of resembles me and then get electrocuted, thus reanimating my doll corpse. It'd be like the Nadia doll in <laughs> what we do in the shadows. <laughs> 
don't get me started because literally my next cosplay next year, I'm going as Nadia and you're going as Laszlo and we are really going to do that. Jackie Daytona. <laughs> Regular. Regular human bartender. I want to be Nadia so bad. Like I have to work on the accent because I think it'd be really funny. And I want to, I want to get an American girl doll. So it can be like the little Nadia doll. And then make it look like me, put it in the same <laughs> outfit as me and carry it around. Mm-hmm. Watch out. Next year, C2E2. Let's see what I can do. Hell yeah. Because Anthony and I, after this wedding... I can't grow a beard. How am I going to be Laszlo? Fake beard. Fake beard. <sighs> Lame. Okay, then go as Nandor. I'll just, I'll just... Well, he has a beard, too. Oh, then go as um, oh, the character you're most like. Colin Robinson. Colin Shut Robinson. Up. <laughs> you bitch. Energy vampire. I'm like, I'm like Chucky, right? Fuck you, bitch. <laughs> uh, I, uh, we've been watching the childhood movies, and on my Facebook, <laughs> it appeared like this little meme, and it was like Chucky, a Chucky doll sitting by like a serene lake, and it was like me minutes before I choose violence. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's wrap this okay, thing up. Okay, it's been great. I've had fun. We'll see you next week with the third installment in the Child's Play franchise. We're excited to get to... Um, little bit we're excited to get to that to you next week again we're not really taking any breaks until we get to like our wedding weekend which that we might take a, a all few gas days. no breaks just tell him shut up shut up brown is talking shut up anyway 12 money maker mac <laughs> <laughs> the christmas song <laughs> okay we'll see you next time it has been a blast i'm brie i'm anthony and this has been the review podcast Skippy, doo -ba -doo -boo. Ah, do it, <laughs> 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 <laughs>